Back and forth, back and forth. How many times had he made this journey in the last two months? He stopped counting after five. This time, he was returning to the nest with Mugla in tow. She had asked to come along, and he didn't have the heart to refuse her, just like before. Talon and Mugla kept their conversation light as they returned to the Elder Willow, They talked about the weather and other trivial things. Mugla tried several times to start a dialogue with her nephew, but few words passed between them. Every time the conversation turned serious, Talon would find a way to change the subject. He was preoccupied throughout the trip and never regained a peaceful state of mind. Whenever Talon and Duskai stopped to hunt along the way, Mugla was left alone in the forest. At first, she was overcome with feelings of isolation, but eventually, she grew used to the solitude. She'd been living among the dwarves for so long that she was used to having almost no privacy. Compared to the claustrophobic, cramped quarters of the Highport Caverns, the emptiness of the forest seemed vast indeed. When the weather was clear, they slept under the stars beside a small campfire. Unfortunately, their journey was punctuated by bursts of freezing rain, and Mugla often spent the night shivering with cold. When it rained, they slept under a tree, or if they were lucky, in a cave. Still, despite their uncomfortable sleeping arrangements, Mugla never complained. She wasn't about to make a fuss over it, especially since she had invited herself along on this trip. Talon hadn't been pleased about that, but he eventually agreed. She had insisted on coming, partly to make sure that Talon arrived safely, but also to discover more about Talon and his connection to Scarakina, the Balbarite assassin who had attacked them outside the dwarf caverns. They sat by the fire together in the evenings, talking occasionally about the assassin Scarakina, the woman who had tried to kill him. She was ruthless, something out of a nightmare. It usually soured the mood, so... Mugla eventually stopped bringing it up altogether. Sometimes they discussed happier subjects, like the dragon's nest. This always put Talon and Duskai in good spirits. Mugla's voice broke into his thoughts. So what do you think the eggs are doing? Mugla asked. Talon answered with an instant smile. He loved discussing the impending birth of the hatchlings. It was just the sort of distraction he needed. I'm sure everything is fine, but I worry every minute. I can't wait to see the nest again. Then absently, I wonder if any of the eggs have hatched yet. That's unlikely, piped Duskai. It's still too early. Once we reach the Elder Willow, we will monitor the nest together until the hatchlings appear. Shesha is waiting for our return. Talon smiled and crossed his arms behind his head, The dragon's eggs had consumed his imagination since he saw them for the first time. Of course, the nest was more than a pleasant distraction. It was the key to the future of the dragon race. In the years leading up to the last war, the dragons were almost exterminated by the evil Emperor Vosper. The dragons fled to the desert to hide. The Emperor was eventually defeated, but very few dragons survived the war and there had been little hope for their survival since. Only a handful of nesting females remained, and the chance that any of them would successfully spawn a clutch of eggs was low. Yet, somehow, 
Shesha and Duskai had mated and produced a healthy nest.